0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Old Chicks, No Ship podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to create the life and success that you want. So one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this topic is because for so many of us, when we are looking into our next chapter and what it was we want to create for our lives, We are often like consumed with personal development or looking around us for opportunities. And the thing that we're not considering is that we ourselves are powerful creators of the lives that we want. And I think we don't realize our own power. And this is what this episode is going to be all about. So with me today, I have Kisma Orbovich, who is the Prosperity Code Mentor. And for context, Kisma has been my own spiritual mentor for the last three years, And through her teachings and the tools that she shares, it has changed my life exponentially. It's also changed how I see possibility in my life. And I think that is the thing that, you know, when we're on this precipice of, you know, trying to reinvent or trying to create a next or kick-ass next chapter, what we really need to see is possibility. So welcome, Kisma. I am so happy to have you here with us. Thank you. It's so
1: great to be here, truly.
0: So Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, because your work is fascinating. And I know that you've also had some major career pivots along your way.
1: Yeah. Well, first off, I want to say, you know, the way that you showed up to the work and your exponential change really had to do with that essence and energy of possibility, because you just always were like, what is possible next? What can I do next? And it was such a joy to work with you in that capacity. And for me, yeah, you know, it's, I think I was really blessed young to know what I wanted to do. And that was to play the flute, to be a professional musician. And I knew that between the age of 12 and 13, it was just like a beeline. You know, I practiced every day, I won all the competitions, I went to conservatory, freelanced in New York, got a job in Savannah, Georgia, and then ended up in Hong Kong for nine years playing in the Philharmonic there. And so it was such a big chunk of my life that there were so many things I missed out on because you're just like laser focused, right? you know, and in that, that's great. It taught me discipline. It taught me focus. It, it gave me this sense of Teflon skin, because when you're a musician, you know, you really have to be able to take criticism. People don't (laughs) clap. You got to deal with it. Like you got to get back on stage. Right. Right. It was a time I was still in Hong Kong and I remember playing this concert. We were doing a Beethoven symphony and I just, I had learned to trust these voices that I've always had show up since I was a little mm. girl. And they're like, You're done. And I'm like, What do you mean? I'm done. You know, I'm like, Wait, am I done? Am I off the planet? Am I? And they're like, You're done playing the flute. It's time to do something else. And I remember just thinking, This is crazy talk. Like I've dedicated, up until then you know I was maybe 40 at the time 42 I was like this has been my life yet I also knew that voice was correct and I think sometimes you know these voices that we hear they're really a calling from our soul and our spirits like come on there's something else you know you want to do it you know you have the potential go explore it's safe it's okay like life doesn't have to be just one thing. Uh-huh. Does that make yeah. sense, Jennifer? Yeah, that makes perfect
0: sense because like I know for me, even it was kind of the same experiences, like, you know, the way along it was like, is this really what you want to be doing? Like I'm in my corporate career, you know, I'd be like sitting in meetings going, really, is this it? Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't trust the voice enough. And also I didn't trust the voice because if I actually yeah. listened to the voice, I was going to have to make a change. And that mm-hmm. to me felt like, Oh my goodness. Like, that's like, what am I going to do next? I've invested so much, just like you said, right. Yeah, I've invested Mm -hmm. so much to get here. Yeah. So the fact that I think that you were open enough to hear the voice
1: and to listen to it. One of the things that started to happen that last year that I was in Hong Kong, I started practicing yoga, which was such a fascinating experience. Like, you know, I used to swim in high school beyond that. I'm not much of an athlete. And there was a new studio in an area of Hong Kong called Long Kui Fung. And one of my friends was like, come to this yoga studio with me. It's brand new. It's posh. It's whatever. And there happened to be like five Indian yoga masters. And I'm like, okay, I like for me to sit cross-legged. I remember my first class and he's like, sit in Lotus post. I'm like, dude, my knees are pointing to the ceiling. And he's like, <laughs> and he blurted out what's wrong with your hips. And I'm like, <laughs> but something took, you know, it was like that going deeper in your body, in the breath, in the practice. And I was blessed to be able to hear philosophy. It wasn't just a physical yoga practice. Mm. And I became fascinated. And I became fascinated with the shift inside of me, which is, right. I know, something that you've really taken so seriously, yeah. Jennifer, in your work. Like when something shifts inside, you're like, wait a minute, it's not all about the external, it's not all about what. I'm doing right now. It is about who I'm being. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's, (laughs) oh my goodness. Is that true? That your yoga was meditation for me. And the first Mm -hmm. meditation class that I went to and literally sobbed for, well, actually not even the first, the first eight classes, meditation classes Mm -hmm. that I took that I sobbed every week and every week I'd be like, wow. Okay. Something feels different. So I knew, even though I hated it, I hated, you know, the fact that people were looking at me like, what's wrong with this woman? Like, why (laughs) is she sitting here sobbing when the rest of us are trying to meditate? Right. But I just knew there was something I had to keep following this path. So I am assuming it's kind of the same thing for you. It's the
1: same, you know, all of a sudden you're, you know, I was walking on stage. I mean, I had dealt with nerves by then because I'd been playing for so long, but it was focus. What I Uh noticed during those last, you know, couple of years, like I was i was blessed to have a great career but i was losing focus i was losing presence Mm. and this gave me a new presence to myself my physical self my spiritual self which then translates to a different presence in the world to other people Mm. and when people started to say what what are you doing I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you're super chill. You're like really calm. You're not the flute <laughs> diva that we're used to, you know, like, like my right. chair is not in the right place sort of thing. And I was like, you know, I started practicing yoga by the end of that season, half of the orchestra started practicing yoga. And it wasn't because I told them to go and they just noticed something. And any of us that are in a high stress career industry, I, I frankly think right now the entire world is in a stressful yeah. place. Mm-hmm. Finding that place to translate really what's going on inside and to understand it and to to go deeper, it makes life so much easier. Uh,
0: You know, it's interesting because once you start down that road, like I I think it's the beginning. And and I know you talk a lot about this around trust and belief, mm -hmm. like this idea that I need to be trusting something else other than what I can see, feel, and touch. But boy, is it uncomfortable. (laughs) Right. But there's this kind of knowing Mm -hmm. that it's like, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I just need to trust a little bit more. Just like,
1: yeah, it's the intangible, you know, and it's like, you know, we we've worked so much on what we call the universal laws. They're also Mm -hmm. called the natural laws, the scientific laws. I mean, The universe runs on these intangible laws, just like gravity. We don't, we can't see the law of gravity, but we see the effect, Mm -hmm. right? You you take, you know, when I always love demonstrating, I take one of my favorite crystals, I drop it, I better catch it because the law of gravity, and there are an assortment of laws, whether you call it karma, cause and effect, the law of vibration, the law of forgiveness, the law of supply, where one begins to realize they have, in the way I love to look as Price Pritchett, who wrote U Squared, is Unseen Forces. I mean, if Price Pritchett can write about Unseen Forces in a book that was designed for really corporate leadership and training, I think it's time that we can all start to go, okay, maybe yes. there's something I can't see, touch, smell, yet, boy, is it there for me. And what happens if I lean into that more? What happens if I turn my belief system up? And, you know, Jennifer, we talk about all the time. This is, anybody can use their word. If it's God, if it's source, if it's Allah, if it's Jesus, Mary, energy, use it, but lean into it more.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the most powerful teachings that I have taken away and has impacted my life in ways that I can't even fully explain is this whole... The whole notion of energy, right? And how mm-hmm. how you show up energetically in the world is what mm-hmm. is reflected back to you. Right. And when I became conscious of that, all of a sudden, like maybe I went too far the other way. I was like, oh, oh, I just had a bad thought. Oh, oh, I just judged somebody, right? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, you know, I got it wrong. But like this idea that I can control what is reflected back to me
1: in my life by how I show up. Right. Exactly you know we're in a vibrational universe and we are vibrational beings everything is moving at a molecular level and so vibration is going to resonate and we can see this and experience it in a couple different ways i think that most people have been at a party at a restaurant at an art gallery at a theater and somebody they're not even looking at the door but somebody walks in and you have this feeling of either whoa something amazing is going to happen or what just something doesn't feel right. And you might, and this isn't about putting something on somebody else. You might look at somebody and be like, something's off. The energy's off. I need to go. Mm -hmm. I think we've all had that sort of fleeting moment. Mm -hmm. That's energy. And, you know, you can see it in, when you travel, I love watching. I love people watching because you'll see pods of people with the same energy. You see it in the way they sit and the way they talk. If you listen, you'll hear it in your words. And this is in no way, shape or form to judge anybody or be like, oh, they have bad energy. Their energy is worse than Uh mine. It's deciding what is the energy that I want? What's the vibration that I want to be? And what am I wanting to attract? Because then that's the frequency, that's the vibe that we reach for.
0: Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about law of attraction, because I think... Mm (laughs) I mean, everybody's heard about the secret law of attraction Mm -hmm. is thrown around out there, like all over the place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your thoughts are things, your thoughts become reality. Can you like expand a little? Because I think you have a very unique take Mm -hmm. on law of attraction Mm -hmm. that actually deepened the teaching to a level that actually
1: made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I'll do my best. You know, I look at the law of attraction is actually a subsidiary law. It's really what we were just talking about, the law of vibration. Mm -hmm. And when you think about that law of vibration, it's much more scientific, resonance, frequency, radio dial. You know, you walk into a room and turn on the radio, how many stations, potentially maybe 300 that we can tune into, where do we set the dial? Oh, Mm -hmm. tunes in. Well, we, you know, we are walking, we're thinking, you know, in waves of electromagnetic waves. And so it makes sense when we pause and be like, okay, these thought forms that I'm putting out, and truly thought forms with feelings are what mm-hmm. make them so potent. Feelings are everything. Right. They're going out into this substance, you know, whether you call it the universal intelligence, space, or spirit, or source, or whatever. It's going out, and it, they're starting to take shape because they're so powerful. I mean, this is the force of our mind. And I think where people miss on the law of attraction is that they'll say, Hey, you know, I meditated for three hours today. Really? Like that to me is a little bit of mental indulgence Mm -hmm. or, you know, I did my vision board today. And so I'm waiting for the check to show up. Action is the insignia of life. Mm -hmm. There's actually something called the law of, of immediate action. So it's amazing to sit and think and feel and be in that intentional space. And we have physical bodies. We're put here to move and to act and to evolve. So we also must stay in action. And the real kicker, Jennifer, is that we are always manifesting. Mm -hmm. So think all the beautiful thoughts you want in the morning. Do the vision board, meditate. But if you go out on the road and you have road rage, or if someone (laughs) gives you good news and all of a sudden you're jealous and you're upset, I call it you're playing ping pong with the universe. And your verse is like, well, what do you want? Do you want your vision board or do you want more resentment? Because for, you know, three quarters of an hour, you were hanging out in resentment today. So does that make sense? Yeah. You can really trip out on it. And sometimes it just comes back to that basic, you know, role, the golden rule of like, treat others how you want to be treated. Yeah. It's a vibe. Really. It is truly a vibe.
0: Yeah, I have definitely gotten to the place, you know, through the benefit of your teachings to understand that, like, when something is going sideways in my life, <laughs> the first place I now start to look is like, okay, where am I not, mm-hmm. you know, aligned with that? Like, how how is my energy aligning with this thing that's now happening right. in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if somebody phones and yells at you for something or whatever. You're like, hmm, like... Where was I yelling at somebody? Where was I judging? Where was I mm-hmm. right? Like where mm-hmm. am I
1: not in vibrational alignment? Right. It's a powerful place. It was Leland Val Vanderwall, and I don't have the quote right in front of me, but he said something incredible decades ago. You know about when someone has the courage to look at themselves without running away. That's when the true transformation will happen. Mm. And this isn't you know about assuming. Because we're dealing with so many different thought forms and so many different beings, yet you're going to see the more calm you are, the more centered, the more present. Some of those things just, I say, it falls out of your hologram. Mm -hmm. There are times where you'll attract somebody that yells at you on the phone because yes, there's agitation in you, or maybe somebody, like you said, yelled at somebody else. Or there are times where you're just so present in a mirror that you sort of start reflecting to that person mm. the key is like you just did is like ask well what is it that i'm doing to attract this if anything and why and not to right. make it wrong not to beat ourselves up but in this i use it like in this fascination energy because the key is that if we're doing something to put it out there to attract it we can change it we're we are in more control than we think That
0: for me, when I got that concept was so comforting because, you know, I'm standing on the precipice, like looking out into my life and going like, how is all of this going to happen? And then I, you know, again, for the benefit of your teachings, it's like, oh, all of this is the only thing that I need to do is control what's happening inside of me. Mm -hmm. The rest will happen as it happens. Right. right. But, you know, when you come from a place of like, you know, mm-hmm. used to manipulating and controlling your surroundings to mm-hmm. get the thing that you want, right? Like now all of a sudden it's like, okay, I don't even know what pieces to pick up. And then yeah. you come back to really, the only thing that I need to control is what's going on inside of me. And it's so comforting.
1: So it is, comforting. It, it's empowering. You know, it's comforting. It, it creates confidence and certainty. It's the, I mean, they're the secret teachings. You know, this is what Mm. successful people since the beginning of time or healers understood that they were radiating an energy, an essence, a frequency, and it was going to determine what was showing up. Now, there are different levels of things, right? If someone is saying, okay, I'm going to think about a million dollars for the next 24 hours, yet they've never made maybe $100,000 a year in their life. There's also something called the law of gestation, Well, Mm. let's plant that seed, right? Maybe it happens in three months. Maybe it happens in a year. It it depends on many different karmic elements. But one thing I know, if someone plants the seed, if they're in the thought and the feeling and they take action, and then the magical piece is they let go of the attachment to it, and they're in the process for being in the same process of being with universe of the life force expansion, magic will happen. I right. can never guarantee when someone will make that million dollars, but I can guarantee everything changes because they're they're more in tune.
0: Yeah. I mean, and the idea, like, you know, mm-hmm. that I, I want a million dollars in two months or whatever, it's you know, the question of like, okay, well, what action? Like, are you taking a million dollar action? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Are
1: you showing up as a million dollars? You know, yeah. And, and it's things to look at. And I do also truly, truly believe it's something I check myself on all the time. If we are setting certain goals and we're not reaching them somewhere, we are resisting somewhere. We're resisting because the universe is based on the law of duality. Mm -hmm. And if you think about something, and if you're true, like it's in your vision, it's in your heart, it is created in waveform and it exists somewhere out in the universe. Because if it's not right here in physical form, the opposite exists. Mm -hmm. And just as Rumi said, you know, what you seek is seeking you. This desire you have is trying to make its way to you. And there are planes of the universe that are shifting and people having thoughts and connections. I mean, that's synchronicity, right? There, There are no coincidences. It's synchronicity. And so peeling back layers of resistance so that the receptive piece of the energy is high will allow a person to manifest much faster. And far greater results for sure.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned something really important, and that is letting go, Mm -hmm. right? So I think what's been perpetuated from the law of attraction is like, I'm going to sit and I'm going to think about this thing and I'm going to think about it all day. And then I'm going to go to bed and then I'm going to think about it and I'm going to think about it and I'm going to think about it. No, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, in my own life, the things that I have attracted the fastest have literally been thoughts that I had desires that I put out there and then almost didn't think about them again. And then I'm like, Oh, wow. Okay. Here it is.
1: (laughs) It shows up. It shows up. Yeah. it can be a different formula for different people. Yeah. The key, like you said, is not squeezing it. You know, when we squeeze it, we never let go to receive it. It's like a sponge. You squeeze a sponge and you don't let go. It can't puff up again. Moment you let go. It's like, it's back to its original state. And once you are reaching that vibration to match, it's an energetic match for what you want. You're taking action, you're going, you're receiving. And then it like happened to me with a car. I was in New York city, maybe two years ago. And I saw this white Mercedes SUV with these specific wheels. Cause I love wheels. And I'm like, yeah, that's a really cool car. You know, I think that's, I think it's my next car. Okay, cool. And I just like filed it away. And then it's funny. Cause whenever I was in New York and I'd walk out of the apartment, there would be the car. It was like this boop. Oh, like a little, yes. Yeah. And I appreciated. It. I didn't covet their car. I was like, "That's a really cool car." It gives you this little spark. Mm-hmm. And then, sure enough, like a year later, I went to trade in, and I drove out, and I didn't realize until like twenty four hours later, I was like, "Wait, that's, that's the, car. the car." It wasn't quite as tricked out as the one I saw in New York, but I was okay with that. Like, it, I was like, "Whoa!" And it shocks you. And I, I think that we can all go there. Remember a time where, oh yeah, I actually manifested that. Yeah. And it came from such a, like a peaceful place. It wasn't that agitation. It was like, oh yeah, here it comes. And you know, when you watch somebody who has created great success, they are so dropped in Mm
0: -hmm. and they are
1: not measuring their current happiness based on future acquisition. Yeah. They're just, no, here's where we're going. And if that doesn't work for some reason, due to other people involved, due to some place where I missed, I have plan B, Mm -hmm. but there is no like, Oh, this doesn't happen. I'm destroyed energy.
0: Yeah. And I was going to go to the you know, when we we're talking about alignment and the, one of the easiest ways to get yourself in alignment, and we talk about this all the time, gratitude. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, so where's your focus? Like, if you're focused on the fact that I don't have this thing, I don't have this thing, I don't have mm-hmm. this thing, versus being grateful for right. what you have right now. Right. Can you talk a little bit about the energy yes. of
1: and vibration? So glad of you brought that on. Gratitude. I mean, gratitude is a soothing emotion. And gratitude is like a foundation of prosperity because it changes your state. Again, we're vibrational beings. Everyone can feel the difference when you're like, oh, I don't have enough. I mean, just feel it in your body too. I'm so grateful for what I have. Thank you. Ooh, something changes, right? And I look at it as gratitude being a place that you can go to to shift. Mm -hmm. Because you're right, Jennifer. If We're always like, I don't have enough. I don't have enough through this law of mind action or sometimes what we call the law of increase or praise you are pouring energy onto i don't have enough well when it's fed it grows and you end up attracting more not enough when you're like thank you thank you for what's here thank you for you know whatever's in my bank account thank you for the food in my pantry thank you you immediately shift the playing field of attracting more because the vibration is different and some of the great teachers like i love florence gobble shin she wrote me too (laughs) how to play it right and she just her wisdom which she would teach people decades ago and i remember the story where she's like a woman says i don't have enough for groceries for my family and florence said go give something and the woman's like i I just told you i don't have enough to buy (laughs) groceries i need 35 dollars. you know back in the day and florence said we always have something to give Mm-hmm. And the woman looked around and she was thinking, and she realized she had a neighbor, a couple houses down that had been ill. She looks out into her backyard. She has all these beautiful wild flowers. grabs, makes up a bunch, walks down the street, gives them to the sick neighbor, who's so appreciative to have something beautiful in her home, comes back. And within an hour, somebody shows up at the door with this check for $35 that was owed to her. You can't make this stuff up. And it isn't no. made up. It is the cause and effect. It's being willing to shift energy and asking and intending what it is you desire with this beautiful sense of gratitude and the giving to receive energy.
0: Yeah. I mean, like gratitude for me has been such a powerful shifter. Like when I wake up and I'm feeling like really crunchy and it's like, I'm not, I'm not in the right place. The first thing I do, in fact, I do this every morning anyway, is to grab my journal. And some days it's like, I'm thankful for coffee. I'm Mm -hmm. thankful for, you know, Mm -hmm. the color of my nail polish, like, Mm -hmm. but it starts rolling. Right. And then like, I can literally feel the physical shift in my body. Right. that happens, right? And then from there, the day will go a whole lot better.
1: (laughs) You know, um, my teacher in India, Swami Partasarati, will talk about it in terms of contentment, but not content in a complacent way. Like the content in a spiritual way is I'm full. I'm so appreciative, right? This appreciation energy. Mm. And can I always say contentment, appreciation, gratitude is like a launching pad for more prosperity, because it's not that I'm content, I don't want anything else. You can want as much as you want. It's understanding that when you're content with what you have, that's being rich, right? The definition yes. of poverty is when you want more than you're capable of having. The definition of rich is when you have more than what you can afford, you actually have an abundance. And so that contentment is a launching pad too. Go out and create more, just like the universe is all expansive. Do more, be more, yet don't be attached to it. And it's just the thing that as human beings dive into that. It can be tricky, yet it is such a, I mean, it's such a fine line there and it's such a powerful one.
0: Well, even the notion that you know, we can be content with what is and still want more. Like Mm -hmm. for so many of us, and I I know that was the way for me, it was a bit of a dichotomy. It's like, what do you Mm -hmm. mean? Like, I need to be content, Mm -hmm. but I want, right? Like being able to Mm -hmm. hold those two things at the same time, Mm -hmm. again, game changer, because, you know, in this, I think where it comes back to trust and belief, like if I believe that the thing that I want is possible for me, it allows Mm -hmm. me to be content with where I am now because I know it's coming. Right. Right. <laughs> right, like I don't exactly. have to like fight and struggle because I got to you know do all the things and manipulate the things to make the thing happen, right? I can mm. be perfectly happy because I see the possibility
1: you see the possibility, and once you know the other big word is decide, I truly believe again back to we're resisting we don't have something we're resisting, we just haven't decided to have it in the core mm. of our being and again i urge everyone to go back to just there's always a time in our life where they decided to lose weight they decided to stop smoking they decided to fall in love they decided to make more money whatever it was there was like yeah and your entire being changes and the universe responds to it the universe is like okay now you're clear now i can work with you because you're clear you're not doing this ping pong game with me (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, even that, like, you know, what do you mean I can decide? I mean, I can decide mm-hmm. to have the thing that I want. Uh, that one, I have to say, took me a little bit to like mm-hmm. get my head around. But I think, you know, sometimes with a maybe deciding feels too big that I can have this thing that's really big and it's really big. But what I can decide to do is take this action step.
1: Yeah. That's and a so great way the, to put it. the mm-hmm.
0: decisions are, they mm-hmm. don't necessarily need to be like, okay, I'm deciding to have this thing that feels really uncomfortable right mm-hmm. now because I'm not mm-hmm. close enough. It can be small things and small decisions mm-hmm. add up to big decisions. Right. And that like Absolutely. was really helpful for me and kind of going, okay, well I can decide to take
1: the next step. Yep, yeah. Okay. Check mark. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can decide to be grateful instead of resentful. I can decide yes. to be confident instead of worried. I, and it's something I do, you know, I talk about it in the prosperity code is if I'm having anxiety, I pause and be, I don't talk myself like, Oh, I don't want to be anxious or I got to stop this anxiety. Cause the more you say it and speak it, like just takes over. I just pause and say, I am going to decide to be calm and centered mm-hmm. and super clear right now. Our remember we're living between our ears, we're living in our mind 24 seven, we're very powerful coaches to ourselves, Mm -hmm. really. But we have to take the time to do it and to talk ourselves as like, I am deciding this, I'm deciding calm, certainty, centered awareness, okay. And then you breathe, you're like, "Hmm, it's better. Like it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Most people, number one, don't realize they can do that, the power they have, and then they don't take the time to do it, which is such a smidgen of time compared to what it feels like to stay in the worry or the fear or the anxiety.
0: Yeah. And even just, you know, saying when the fear or the doubt comes up, not right now,
1: not right like, now. Yeah. We're not doing that now. That's my, yeah, favorite, like, not right now.
0: <laughs> yeah it, well, yeah, exactly. And those like three little words, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, it's a powerful shift.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you're just like sliding. Remember it's the ego, it's a subconscious. It's like, Hey, you're doing really well today. I think I'll hook you and play yeah. back to what you know, which is, you know, a little bit of anxiety or fear or worry, because the subconscious knows familiar and familiar is safe. And it feels like it's keeping you safe, which is so bizarre, but that's its role. And you have to say the subconscious, not right now. And over time it starts to like, oh, you know, she doesn't need that. She's, yeah. she's okay. Okay. There's a new level of safety. There's a new energetic yeah. minimum of safety.
0: Yeah, or the other one I love that you say all the time is go make me some coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just make <laughs> up, I make up
1: these little gremlins when I'm really like having a moment. I'm like these little, and then I tell them all to go get me coffee. Like, go do something for me. Like, just, like I'm going to control the fear right now.
0: I love that because it's so fun and lighthearted that mm-hmm. it's hard to be like, to stay in that space of like right. fear or anxiety, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I you're building a little
1: one. team of gremlins and they're going to go do things. And it's like, oh, okay.
0: Keep them occupied <laughs> while I do stuff over here. I heard you say something the other day I read something that you wrote the other day about when you say, I don't know what to do, right? And I don't, or I don't know what Mm. to do next Mm
1: -hmm. and how
0: really that's, it's not that you don't know what to do. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that Mm -hmm. one? Because that Mm -hmm. one is, I think most of us are catch ourselves going, but I don't know what to do.
1: Mm. Yes. I feel when we say, well, I don't know what to do, we're hitting a terror barrier. We're coming right up against something that is maybe not comfortable, maybe it's a stretch. And that's one of the reasons. And so it's like, oh, if I were to actually do what I know I'm to do, it would feel very scary and uncomfortable. So great, like get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's the biggest gift you can give yourself. Mm. The other piece that I look at is people sometimes draw energy from confusion. So confusion and drama provide an instant hit. And so Mm. we'll tend to go there. You know I, I don't like to use the word addicted so much I, I think it's thrown around a lot but just let's just call it a habitual pattern as right as something is beginning to change or you're looking at your dream or a bigger goal Ooh, i don't know i think i'll cause some drama or confusion and just say, i don't know what to do and get into a little bit of a frenzy it gives you a little bit of energy that's not the right kind of energy you get distracted and then avoid something that is so incredible right in front of you all because it's uncomfortable. Does that make sense? Right.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So when somebody finds themselves in that place of, I don't know what to do, like what is Mm -hmm. the step or the, how
1: do you get over that obstacle? Yeah. I like to pause and first say, is that really true? Is that Mm -hmm. really true that you don't know what to do? And I usually hear no. And then I personally like to ask, I call it infinite awareness or universe or your higher self or the tree or the dog, like some sort of energy. I mean, I think higher self or full potential self is understandable for people that there's this dimension of you that has access and Mm -hmm. the universal intelligence space carries all the information that ever was, is, and will be. We actually have access to it. We're just very clogged up at the moment. And so being able to pause and just connect, just breathe and say, And even like for for our sort of like woo adjacent people out there or spiritual (laughs) curious, I would just say, start with, what if it's possible that if I close my eyes and I take a few breaths and I ask this infinite intelligence space, a question, what if it's possible that I might hear? Uh. You just go into a place and you'll be surprised what shows up. Really true gifts will come to you.
0: Yeah. I actually used that technique the other day because I had something really big come to me and it kind of was like, I was a bit paralyzed by it. And it was, Mm. it's a big goal I had, and it's been lurking for a while, but now it's like, okay, girlfriend, you need to do something about this. Right. And I found my place going, I have no idea how to do that. I don't even know. And Mm -hmm. then I like literally stepped back and I was like, but I do know the first step. And then literally within minutes, it was like, oh, boom. Okay. There's the first step. That's all I need to know right now. That's all you need to know. And you
1: take that step. You know, and the other thing that one can do is when you're like, I don't know, sometimes I'll just say, as you know, to my clients, well, what if you did know, what if you did know, what would it be? they're like, oh, because all of a sudden they're out of their like fear or the need to get it right. I think oftentimes we do that. I don't know, because we're afraid we're going to get it wrong. Well, what if you didn't know? And there was nothing, nothing to worry about. Oh yeah. It would be this, this, and this. There you go. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, love it. I
0: love it. One of the other things that you say often, I've heard you say often, is um, you are what you believe yourself to be. And I think this one is really important for this audience because as women in their 40s or 50s, there is a societal narrative about who we are and what we're capable of, Mm -hmm. right? Which unfortunately, sometimes we take that on and we're like, oh, it's too late. I should have done that when I was in my 20s or whatever. Mm -hmm. And being able to believe in ourselves at a time when, you know, maybe the world is telling us that we are washed up. Maybe we, you know, like can you talk a little bit more about the whole concept
1: of you are what you believe yourself to yeah, be? Yeah, absolutely. I very much believe it. It's back to the vibration, the frequency. Like when you believe yourself to be something, all of a sudden you are just you're vibing, you're resonant at at that level. And you know, for whatever the external world tells us, we have to pause and say, is that really what I'm going to uh-huh. base my life on? You know, am I really going to spend whether someone is 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 really Mm -hmm. i don't think so like my life is so much more precious than that than to listen to the the narrative so what do i have to do to believe in myself you know and that's where some of the deeper work and such comes to play yet it's also again reiterating what is the dream what's the desire what's the manifestation seeing it in your mind seeing it in your heart and then making a decision i'm worthy Like, I am worthy of being this person. I believe in myself. And that self-talk is important. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. Jennifer, it's like, if we're not telling ourselves that we're worthy, then what are we telling ourselves that we're Mm -hmm. not? You know, if we're not staying in the focus of what we desire, we're probably out in left field. So making that decision every day for self-acceptance, self-love, all of it, I believe in myself, belief is such a big thing. Yeah, It it can sound magical thinking. It isn't. It is such a big part of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, the belief is what keeps you moving forward when it starts Mm -hmm. to feel tough, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you don't have that Mm -hmm. belief, it's next to impossible to step over fear or worry or doubt. And so you have to anchor that. And if you believe yourself to be old and washed up and irrelevant, then...
1: Yeah. I just heard the story. I love this. A woman, I think she's 82. She's like, yeah, I just bought a flat in Paris with another friend or two. And I was like, oh my God, like, I want to do that. I want to buy something in Paris when I'm 80 or not even wait till then. But I want to like that attitude of yes. So when I'm 80, I'm 82. I'm going to buy a flat on the other side of the planet because how cool is that? Like really (laughs) women, that's the energy we need because You know, I always come back to like the planet is water mostly and women are water. So this Mm. planet is ours and it really is time to claim it. And by claiming it back, it means we have to override all of these sort of lower vibe beliefs and thoughts that have been splashed upon us and, Mm. and to take accountability when we stick to them and take them on as truth. And yes, we need the rocks. You know, we need the male energy, but rocks don't move rocks. Water will move a rock, right? A a water can drip. It can be a stream. It can be a waterfall. I think it's really time we owned our power because since the beginning, as long as I've been studying history, people have been afraid of us like to a very large degree. And I think that's why women have been suppressed because our power is so strong. And so not only do we take it back, but it's so important to use it wisely. Yeah. Yeah. That was
0: so beautiful. <laughs> you just said that was so beautiful. I love it. And just another story that I just read the other day about a woman who taught herself piano, I think starting when she was in her seventies. And at 107, she released an album of classical piano. 107. Oh, like, like how incredible is that? Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: right. And And I think that's the thing is, you know, recognizing that, you know, if we have a dream, if we have a desire, if we have an intuitive calling, Mm-hmm. that we are given that for a reason. Like yeah. it's not random right. and that we have what it takes. Right. Like we might have to do a bit of hard work, like physically, we might have to do <laughs> our own internal right. work, but we have everything it takes to bring that thing to reality. Yeah, exactly. And it's so worth doing the work. Like it's it so worth it.
1: I mean, what's the alternative, you know? And like when you said earlier, it's okay to be content and want more, the universe is all about expansion. expansions, infinite. Uh-huh. And I often think about when I decide to manifest something else, I just imagine these rolling cosmos of infinite possibility. Why not play with that energy and see what I can bring in? rather than play with limited energy that isn't true to who we are As you know, I always say a spiritual being having a physical experience. Mm -hmm. I really think it's time to roll out the red carpet to, you know, our desires and our dreams and just be like, okay, I'm going like, why would I not?
0: Yeah. And I think to the point that you just made about, you know, having a physical experience, I think so many of us live the early parts of our lives in the physical experience. Mm-hmm. And then it's when we start to get older, maybe we're reaching midlife. And then all of a sudden, we start to feel the the pull towards a more spiritual existence,
1: right?
0: to a dream, to a desire, right? That we're like, okay, now's, you know, now's the time kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? So all of this stuff that we talked about today, it's just, you know, They're not huge things. They're actually small things, but the cumulative effect of all of these things, like gratitude, like deciding, you know, like it's powerful. Like they build on each other to create a completely different state.
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent. And you know, we becomes like we talked about a decision and an awareness. And I definitely, it's a practice too. Yet, the more that we check ourselves, the more we reset whether it's with gratitude or asking a question or, you know, making a decision, the easier it becomes, Mm. right? It's like that paradigm shift that we talk about. All of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I have a new paradigm. And then another one. And then another one in each higher paradigm, it's like a layer of beliefs. You find that you're more confident in life. You're more certain that you can pretty much, you know, write the menu yet that practice network is so essential up until then.
0: Yeah. And I think the practice and the consistency is what gets you there. Like you can't be dropping mm-hmm. in and out of it. Like you have to, again, mm-hmm. make a decision. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. going to be in gratitude for everything, yeah. for everything, Absolutely. right? The good, the bad, and the ugly.
1: Yeah. It, it will show us things that we never, you know, during the most challenging of times, When we're grateful for the experience, we'll learn something, mm-hmm. right? We'll, we'll have a piece of wisdom. Yeah. I'm just a big fan.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I am a, a huge, huge fan. So any, before we wrap this up, any kind of mm-hmm. parting words you have for our mm-hmm. listeners about how powerful they are?
1: Yeah. Yes. Beings. <laughs> Thank you for asking that. Uh, you know, you have within you and without around you, this unseen force. And if it sounds woo and it sounds strange just start with, well, what if this is true? <laughs> what if there is this energy that runs through me. And what if how I see the world and the thoughts I have and the words I speak actually make a difference? They actually begin to take shape. Why don't I play with that? You know, mm. why don't I start tapping into this power and use it and see what I can create and do it in the spirit of awe? Now, you don't have mm. to be heavy with it, just like in awe and fun. Like, okay. I'm going to try this on and see what happens. One of the things, you know, I'll leave you with this. My Again, my teacher in India said it was one of the first things I learned from him. He said, life is a series of experiences. And the quality of those experiences determine the quality of our lives. The quality of the experiences is determined by our perception. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, why didn't somebody tell me this before? You know, when I was like growing up, but that's it. Yeah, Yeah. we have these series of experiences, it will determine how we say about life is great, life isn't great. Yet each of those experiences, we can change the perception of, we just have to be present to it and willing. And as you change your perception, you're changing your attitude, you're changing your vibration, and then you're changing what you're resonating with. And you'll see this trajectory go up in life that is so incredible. Yeah.
0: And we get to choose, like we get to choose how
1: we see it. Again, mm-hmm. it comes back like, back to us, these really incredibly
0: powerful beings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this has been amazing. Thank so you. for the woo-woo listeners and the woo adjacent listeners, how can they find more
1: of Kismet? Like there's yeah. the
0: Illumination Podcast, which I mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. So we'll make sure that gets in, in yeah, the show notes for sure.
1: IlluminationPodcast.com. And that, you know, it's fun. It's ancient wisdom for modern day success. You don't have to be woo to listen to that and we keep it fun but in depth <laughs> and then the other thing i have going on that may be of interest is something called calm the chaos and i'll shoot you over that link it's basically go.kismaawake.com okay. forward slash calm hyphen the hyphen chaos hyphen one okay and that's it's a, an audio course that people have loved over time. So I just put it back out there and I think it's like $11 or something, but you can download them and kind of create your own playlist of understanding who you are. That's mm. super powerful.
0: And if there's ever a time that we all need calm the chaos, it's now, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. now. So it really is. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And then KismoWick.com is your website. Is that right? kismaawake.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So we'll put all yeah. of that in the show notes. Okay,
1: great. So
0: everybody listening, if you want more Kisma, go check out all the links. And if you love this conversation and want to hear more, please feel free to leave us a rating a review so that we can keep spreading this to more and more people.
1: So thank you, Kisma. Thank you for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Old Chick No Shit podcast. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give is to share this podcast with a friend, subscribe, rate and review our podcast on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen in.